What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Milner, and I'm in a mood today. So I think one of the things, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that there's sometimes I approach this podcast with compassion and empathy. And there are other times where I just get raw and real and say the harsh truth that needs to be said and don't beat around the bush. There is a combination of both real talk and tough love, but also understanding empathy and compassion because I've been there. Wherever you are at on your journey, I promise you I have been there. I have been the deprived and restricted constantly trying to weigh less type of person. I have been the overweight, don't recognize myself in the mirror, clothes don't fit, frustrated, wanting to make progress type of person. I've been everywhere in between. I have had a horrible relationship with food and I've made it all the way to the other side of dietary freedom. I have had a horrible relationship with my body and I'm not going to say I've made it all the way to the other side of that because I still suffer from a little bit of body dysmorphia, but I will tell you that wherever you are at on your journey, I can promise you that I've been there. It's been a long and it's been an arduous road, but I would not change it for the world. Having said all of that, there are some times that we just have to come at it from a place of real, raw, authentic truth that may ruffle some feathers. It may get some people butthurt like This is just what sometimes needs to be said. And I'm going to ask one question. And if it hits home or if it triggers you or if it makes you feel defensive in some type of way, explore that. Ask yourself why. Because there's probably a reason you're having that reaction. Likely because it struck a chord, which means that we need to explore. I know for myself... Whenever I react to something, I'm like, man, why did I react that way? Uh, usually it's because there was some truth behind it and, and I needed to do some honest self-reflection and think seriously and critically about whatever it was that I reacted to. So I'm going to ask you one question and that question is, when are you going to stop believing your excuses? Think about it. When? Like, when are you going to stop believing your excuses? When are you going to stop telling yourself that it's not the right time? When are you going to stop believing that there is such thing as the right time? We have all been reminded in 2020 that time and predictability, we cannot say that there is a perfect time for anything. I bet a lot of us thought that March was a good time until our worlds got flipped upside down in an instant. I bet that a lot of people thought that they were going to wait until things got back to normal and, and didn't realize what that time frame actually was going to look like. So, so when are you going to stop believing the excuse that timing is a thing, that you have to wait until you're at a certain point in your journey, you have to wait until you're making a certain amount of money, you have to wait until you weigh a certain amount on the scale? Like, when are you going to stop with that bullshit excuse? Um, ask yourself that question. When am I going to stop believing this excuse and just take action? Like, when are you going to stop saying that you need more information? Have you just been consuming over and over and over again 
reading more research, reading more books, listening to more podcasts, listening to more audiobooks, and thinking that you're doing yourself a favor by constantly consuming more information when in reality, it's just creating paralysis by analysis, that you're not actually doing the thing that matters, which is taking action, right? The first process for change is self-awareness. We have to know that we want to change something. We have to know that there is a behavior that's not serving us or if there's something more that we want to pursue. Most people are pretty good at number one, although I will say that there is a, a level of, of unawareness that exists when you don't know what you don't know. But if you don't know what you don't know, you can't change it. So that's excusable. When you are self-aware and you know that you want to change, but you're believing this excuse that the time is not right, well, now you're just avoiding step two, which is action, which is taking that first step. And that's where a lot of people get hung up. They think that they need more knowledge, they need more information, or they need a better schedule, or they need things to be quote-unquote normal. Uh, That does not exist. Real life is messy, and it's unpredictable, and it's going to constantly change. That is the only predictable thing, is that change is constant. It's going to happen. So stop believing that excuse. Ask yourself that question. When am I going to stop believing this excuse and just take action because I know that the thing that I'm doing is not serving me? I know that I'm capable of more. When are you going to stop, stop believing the excuse that you need to have uh, enough money in order to, to be successful or that you need to have enough money to hire a coach and that you can't afford it? And look, I am not discrediting the financial uh, investment of coaching. However, take a look at what you're spending. I can guarantee you with absolute certainty that you are spending money on things that probably aren't in your best interest. That if you really took a hard look, if you were to show me your bank statement, I can almost guarantee that there are some expenses on there that could be saved and put towards coaching. Now, that may not be a priority for you, which is totally fine. You know, I make I spend money on stuff that, you know, is just whatever. It's it is what it is. It's stuff that I want to buy, whether it's like, you know, ordering Uber Eats or spending money on Amazon for stuff or whatever the case may be, you know, buying stuff for the house. Like I spent a lot of money on stuff for the house that if I really wanted to invest in another coach, because I do have several coaches, I could save up some of that money and I could put it towards another coach. Regardless, and and I'm saying this in a time where I know that there are a lot of people who have lost jobs and I am not insensitive to that fact. I'm very aware of what's going on. And I will still say that there are probably opportunities for most of you, most of you, not all of you, but most of you, I can say there are probably opportunities where you could cut back on spending in ways that aren't serving you and put that money towards investing in yourself, which has the greatest ROI on any type of investment. Investing in yourself has a better ROI than anything that you could put into the stock market, into uh, whatever else you would try to invest your money in. I can assure you that the investment in yourself will, will return. And people don't often think about it that way. We, we think about it as in terms of just dollars going out. We don't think about it as what's coming back to us. So if you invest in yourself, 
and you have more energy and more confidence and you're able to show up better for the people around you, if you become a better parent and a better friend and a better employee or employer, if you run your own business, tell me that that's not going to make you more money in the long run. What's funny about this is that there is research to back it up, that people who invest in themselves, that people who prioritize their health and engage in healthy habits and spend money on their health make more money. Now, you might say correlation doesn't equal causation, but I can tell you from anecdotal experience that that is absolutely the case. I know that for a fact, if I were to let my physical health deteriorate, my business would suffer. I know for a fact that I've watched clients who have put themselves on the back burner for decades, then prioritize themselves, all of a sudden they get promoted. All of a sudden they have better relationships. It carries over. You cannot put a number on it when it comes to the return on investment. Um, So that excuse of I can't afford it, it's just an excuse. When are you going to stop believing that excuse? There is a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Uh, I'm not sure if that's the exact title of it. Uh, I read it a a while ago, but the the basic premise was there was a guy who had two father figures in his life and he, you know, one was his quote unquote rich dad, the other was his quote unquote poor dad. And he talked about, you know, witnessing the differences in how they each approached life, where his poor dad always said he couldn't afford things like they, he you know, they didn't have a lot of money. So he would constantly say, I can't afford this. I can't afford this. Uh, the rich dad also didn't have a lot of money, but when he was approached with, with opportunity, when he was presented with opportunity, he would say, how can I afford this? He would try to problem solve. He would come up with a solution to how he could make it work. Uh, he, he talked about how the rich dad uh, basically says that poor people stay poor because of the fact that they make those statements like I can't afford it. Now, I think that is a gross generalization and that's hopefully not the takeaway that you walk away with. The point is that statements close you off. So when you say I can't afford it, that's like an open and shut case. You're not leaving the door open for opportunity. And that's what I want you to understand. Uh, Maybe the financial situation just is, you know, based off of everything that's going on right now, like you know, it, it's you're in this unfortunate situation where you truly can't make it work no matter what. However, I would also venture to guess that there are plenty of opportunities for a large number of you who are listening to make it work somehow to, to think, how can I afford this? How can I make this work? How can I make this timing work? And all of a sudden those excuses become irrelevant because now you're in problem solve mode. Now you're thinking outside the box. Now you're thinking about, you know, how can I leverage what I have to create and make this opportunity? Uh, I think that, you know, oftentimes we don't realize that most success happens from just thinking outside the box and leveraging opportunities. It's not just that, oh, this person was successful because they had a whole bunch of money saved up and life was easy. Like, yes, there are situations like that. There are times where people just have the privilege and advantage of having a bunch of money and, and you know, whatever from, from family or from whatever. It doesn't matter where it came from, but that's just life. Like there's going to be some people that, that have better opportunity that, the hand that they were dealt just put them in a position where they've got a head start. 
But that's not necessarily a good thing because if you're starting behind the finish line, sometimes working harder for something um, and being more creative, it, it builds more resilience, it builds more character, and, and it feels fucking amazing when you're like, you know what, the, the, the odds were stacked against me and I still made it work. That's a powerful thing. Um, so what I want you to ask yourself is, am I closing myself off with this statement of just, I can't afford it and believing that excuse? Or is there an opportunity? Can I open that door? Can I ask the question of how can I afford it? How can I make this work? Thinking in terms of what is the cost of inaction, right? We spend so much time thinking about the dollars of it. Oh, well, I have to pay a coach, you know, X amount of money. I have to pay a coach, you know, a thousand dollars a month. Um, some of my coaches have been more than a thousand dollars a month. A um, month. So instead of thinking about just the dollars that are going out, I often think about what is the cost if I don't take action. What is this costing me? So it's it's really easy to apply when it comes to you know, your investment in yourself, when it comes to your health, when it comes to your fitness, like what is that cost? Uh, So it could be uh, quality of life. It could be longevity. It could be relationships and family life. Uh, It could be, you know, health related as far as like medical bills and expenses down the road. Um, It could be fulfillment. It could be purpose. Um, Those are, those are heavy prices to pay. And sometimes we don't think in terms of what's the cost of inaction, but when you think critically, when you, when you reflect and you, and you truly understand the value of something, then it becomes obvious, okay, if I don't do this, then what? And, and also, think about the urgency of it. Like The future is not guaranteed. We, we don't have any promises. We can't guarantee anything. So again, circling back to the timing, when are you going to stop believing that excuse that there, there's a right time? The right time is right now. That's all that we have. That is all that we have. So let's stop believing these excuses that we're telling ourselves, Um, thinking that another one is that your past results are going to be predictive of your future results. This is one that I believed for a long time because I am known for for failing diets. Like that was my MO. That was what happened for the better part of a decade. Diet after diet after diet, failing, just losing weight, regaining it. Uh, developing disordered relationship with food, my body, hating myself lean, and then gaining it all back over and over again. So I was of the belief that because of my past, that I couldn't be successful in the future. And we look back, excuse me, we look back and we think that just because of what happened in the past, that that guarantees that history is going to repeat itself. Well, guess what? History will repeat itself unless you take a different action. So if you keep going down the same path, the result will be the same, which is exactly what I did. The reason that I kept failing was because I kept signing up for the same bullshit programs over and over again. Now they may have had different names, but they were the same premise. It was restrict. It was a list of foods that you could and couldn't eat. It was all of the rules and regulations and you have to follow this system and this system only. I talk to people all the time and they tell me, I've been doing this program for four years and my goal was to lose weight, but I gained a bunch of weight. Okay, well, are you making a change? Well, you know, I'm thinking maybe that I just need to be more compliant. No, the writing is on the wall. You've been doing a program for four years. It hasn't gotten you to where you want to go. 
if you don't want history to repeat itself, you have to go a different path. You have to take a different path. That's a fact. You can't avoid it. So just doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is kind of the definition of insanity. So stop believing that excuse. Stop believing the excuse that because you failed something in the past that you're going to fail fail something in the future. The only way that that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy is if you continue to take the same path that was already proven to be a failure. One of the most powerful things um, in the current book I'm reading, which I highly recommend everybody read, it is called The Lion Tracker's Guide to Life. Uh, this was recommended to me by Christy Campbell, who was just on the last episode. So props to Christy, Christy because um, this book has been incredibly powerful. I'm only about, let's say, about halfway through, um, maybe two-thirds of the way through. I, I really, It's one of those things when you start reading it, uh, you get totally immersed in it, and, and it's a really cool perspective. Um, however, there is this idea that when a lion tracker and I'm talking about somebody who's literally tracking lions for the purpose of like observing them, um, for the purpose of like, you know, if you're in South Africa and you wanted to do a safari, you would need a lion tracker to, to kind of be able to see, all right, well, where's the path? Where should we go? How can we get the best view? How can we keep everybody safe? Um, but anyway, when a lion tracker is tracking a lion and they get quote unquote off track, like they're no longer on the path that the lion is. They don't call that off track and they don't call it failure. The word that they use to describe it in their native language literally means I found the place where the thing is not. In this case, the thing is a lion. I found the place where the lion is not. They don't say I'm off track. They don't say I failed. They say, oh, look, I found the place where the thing is not. And then they go back to where they were previously that was on the path that the lion was. So it's a simple concept, but very powerful. And I'm saying that because if you look back at your past dieting history and you feel a little bit guilty and you feel a little bit shameful and you feel like a failure, guess what? All you did was you found the place where the thing is not. And the only way to guarantee that you'll stay in that place where the thing is not is if you don't change your path. So that's the first thing. You have to be aware of, I found the place where the thing is not. Second step is you have to get out of that place because you know it's not there. So staying in that program that hasn't been serving you, uh, you are guaranteed to stay in the place where the thing is not. Uh, Understand that and, and stop believing that excuse that your past failure is going to be predictive of your future failure. It's not, unless you keep doing the same thing. Uh, What other excuses are you believing? What other excuses are you telling yourself? Timing is probably the most common. Uh, How about the excuse of you need to be motivated to take action? Um, When did that become a thing? When did motivation become necessary for action? I don't remember ever being motivated to go to school when I was younger. Um, I just did it because I I knew it was in my best interest and also because my parents told me I had to. But listen, we do things every single day without motivation. Why would you treat your health, one of the most important things, your body, the only body that you get in this lifetime, why would you treat that any different? Why would you treat that in a way where it requires motivation to take action? Just think about it logically. 
Uh, you don't, you're not always motivated to show up to work. You're not always motivated to cook dinner. You're not always motivated to put your clothes on. You're not always motivated to brush your teeth or take a shower. But we do those things. We do those things because they know they, we know that they serve us. And it is the same thing when it comes to taking care of yourself, your health, your fitness. If you know that it serves you and that is something that you want, then ditch the excuse that you need to be motivated. You don't need to be motivated. You just need to do it. And here's what's funny is that when you start taking action, then all of a sudden you find yourself motivated because you feel a whole lot better. Now, all of a sudden you have more energy, more confidence. You feel stronger. You feel more capable. You're proud of yourself because you took that step. That's what motivate motivation is generated from that momentum. And then you use that as kind of like a turbo boost and say, all right, well, I've got this motivation. So now I can take on something else. Not only am I going to stay consistent with my workouts, but I'm also going to get in a walk every day and you add another layer. Then when you are not feeling motivated, you get to drop down to your basic habits, the basic foundation that you know, regardless, you're going to get these things done Whether the mood strikes you or not, it is just part of what you do. It is part of who you are. It is literally ingrained in your identity. This is what you do. You don't need to be motivated for those basics. Those basics like brushing your teeth. Well, if we can make walking and eating well uh, a basic that we do regardless, then we're going to be in good shape. What other excuses are you believing? What other excuses are you allowing to seem real? And are you convincing yourself that they are real when they're really not? Think about it. I want to know what other excuses because we've got the time, we've got the the money, we've got the motivation, uh, we've got the because I failed in the past. All of those excuses that we can ditch right now and stop and ask yourself the question, when am I going to stop believing these excuses? Because if you know that you want something, you have to take action to get it. And acquiring more information, that's another one, that you need more information. We covered that. You know enough right now. You know enough right now to make a change. You don't need to continue to research. And I'm all, look, I I love to nerd out on research. I, I literally could spend hours and hours and hours in PubMed going down rabbit holes of research. And I spend a lot of my time, a lot of my free time reading books, journals, studies. Um, I eat that shit up. However, I don't allow it to paralyze me from taking action. And oftentimes we see more confusion than anything else because you can find research to back up whatever your point is, whatever perspective you have, there's probably a study to back it up. But then there's also a study to oppose it as well. So now you're left in this place of not knowing what to believe. And, oh, well, I'm just going to do more research and find out what to believe. No, the best research is, is actual evidence of what works for you. So we could spend this, you know, we could spend hours debating about fasting and whether it's right or wrong and how to properly apply it and what are the health benefits or what are the detriments. We could spend hours going back and forth on that. The best way to find out is to do it and see if it works for you. And if it doesn't, there's your answer. Very simple. Now we don't have to go down a rabbit hole of research. Now, I, again, I think that it's, it's important to be informed and it's important to learn for yourself what works. But that, that's really the process. Is like Studies give us a guide. Research gives us a guide. But 
anecdotal evidence is the most important and understand that even within each individual study, there is variance across the board, meaning that the results are not all one way, that you're going to see people who uh, they're reporting the average. So you're going to see people who didn't fall into that average group who are, you know, exceptions or they were outliers or whatever. So let's stop just basing everything off of what the research says. Use that as a guide, but then understand that there's going to be individual variants. So the most important thing is what works for you. Guys, the most important thing here to ask yourself is when am I going to stop believing my excuses? And I'm coming at this from from my own perspective because I fall into that trap frequently. I'm going to be brutally honest. I make excuses all the time, literally all the time. Uh, I find myself sometimes laying in bed and literally having a oh fuck moment because I'll think about an excuse that I made like earlier that day and be like, I can't believe I let myself say that and actually believe it. So I make excuses all the time. Um, I make excuses in my business, in my uh, health and wellness. I do the same thing, but I've learned to challenge those excuses, which is something that took me from somebody who didn't take a lot of action, who didn't take a lot of chances or risks or you know, put myself out there. Um, and it completely transformed who I am as a person, fundamentally transformed me just by challenging those excuses and not allowing them to be real. Um, looking at it more as what's the solution and what's the opportunity versus closing myself off. Um, I will never say I can't afford that. Uh, I don't care what it is. I don't care uh, if you're like, hey, I've got an investment opportunity. It's $100 million. I will never say I can't afford that. Um, even though if you asked me for $100 million right now, I would come up tremendously short, um, embarrassingly short. But just because words matter and our mindset matters, I will still not say I can't afford that. I might say, um, you know, I need to think about it or I need to uh, come up with a solution. I need to figure out a way to make it happen. If it's really something that I want to do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the drawing board. I'm going to figure out how to make this work. Um, if it's not something I want to do, I'm not going to say I can't afford it. I'm going to say that's not the opportunity for me. That's not something that I'm interested in because that's more honest. If it's something that you're interested in, don't close yourself off. You have no idea what you can leverage uh, when it comes to you know, your, your network and you know, just being creative, thinking outside the box. Maybe you can't make it happen, but why would you shut yourself off if it's something that you know is in your best interest? If, you some, if it's something that you know will serve you and have an ROI, have that return on investment, if you know that and you believe that, then why would you shut yourself off from it? That's the question to ask yourself. Why am I shutting myself off? Either you don't trust that it will have that return, you don't trust yourself, or you don't trust the process. Um, but don't lie about the excuse. Don't believe the excuse. Get to the real meat of, of the situation. Get to the root of it. And that's where the magic will happen because you'll be more honest with yourself and you'll stop believing those excuses because let me tell you that once you play that card, and I know this from experience, once you allow that hand to be played, you'll go to that wheel, you'll go to that well over and over again. You'll be presented with opportunities and that will become your default. 
It will become your default to avoid it, to, to not jump in, to not take risks. I know that because I lived it. I'm, I'm coming at this, like I said, wherever you're at, I've been there and I truly mean that. So I'm not trying to talk down on anybody. I'm coming at this from experience and from having it turn my life around. Like I was not in a good place. There's a reason why I ended up, um, you know, not having a successful marriage. Like I take a lot of responsibility for that. Uh, I had to change a lot about how I operated. And part of that was shutting myself down from opportunity. So I don't do it anymore. I still make excuses, but I challenge them. I challenge those excuses. I don't, I don't just believe it to be fact. And I, I just want you guys to do the same. So once again, the question of the day is, when am I going to stop believing my excuses. Please let me know if this message resonates with you because I would love to hear feedback. You can always hit me up. I love answering questions. Um, I appreciate you guys who who DM me, who engage, who share the episode uh, or the podcast in general. But please let me know. It's at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner on Instagram. And I will talk to you guys soon.